Teamwork. It's a word that inspires individuals and groups of people to achieve important goals. And in recent weeks, teamwork has been essential to our food and nutrition services at Catholic Charities. Careful allocation of food supplies has allowed all nine of our food pantries to serve twice the number of guests they usually see. A detailed coordination of staff and resources has ensured that our WIC centers remain open for families with children under five years old. Despite social distancing, our volunteers and restaurant partners have continued to make to-go meals possible for the hungry and the homeless who come to 721 North LaSalle and our suburban locations. And our creative employees have worked with food vendors and neighbors to make sure homebound seniors and the disabled still have meals delivered to them. Our team members recognize how serious food insecurity can be. Please join us in our mission. Visit www.catholiccharities.net. We have comforting news to share from Catholic cemeteries of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Even though our traditional Memorial Day field masses have been canceled because of COVID-19, we will celebrate the lives of our loved ones with online masses in English, Spanish, and Polish. Join us in prayer for these masses from Queen of Heaven Mausoleum and Hillside. You can worship online beginning at 8.30 Memorial Day morning or anytime after that by going to our website, catholiccemeterieschicago.org. And please know all our cemeteries will remain open to visitors on Memorial Day from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And our dedicated staff will be on hand to assist in whatever way they can. We ask all visitors to abide by CDC guidelines to wear protective facial coverings, observe social distancing, and limit gatherings to 10 or less. Visit our website at catholiccemeterieschicago.org for more information and to attend our online Memorial Day Masses as we honor those who have served our country and all our loved ones who have gone before us. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm a coordinator in the Mission Office, and our engineer this morning is Mike. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM. We hope you will join us every third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. So I am pleased to have with me on the phone this morning Father Pius Kokose, who is pastor of St. Stanislaus Bishop and Martyr in Posen. Father Pius is originally from Ghana. He served as a Spiritan missionary for 10 years in Paraguay and now is a diocesan priest and has served here in the Archdiocese of Chicago for the last 10 years. So Father Pius, good morning and thank you for joining us today. Uh, good morning, uh, Megan. It's a pleasure to invite me again uh, 
yeah. in order to join you in this uh, noble program. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, we had you on, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago on the exactly. show before? Yep. Yes. And I know uh, I, I reviewed my notes from that program, and you had a radio show of your own when you were in Paraguay, right? Exactly. I was uh, we, in the parish. We had a, we have a radio mm -hmm. uh, called Corazon del Norte, which right. uh, belongs to the parish. Mm -hmm. So every morning I'll have a 30-minute uh, program mm -hmm. uh, based on the uh, the religious matters of the parish and also of the church. Mm -hmm. Actually, I touch on uh, doctrine of the church. Nice mm. catechism. It's a way yeah, of exactly. Teaching. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, that great to have know somebody who has some experience with this. It's yes. a little different when you're on the radio, though, too, because there's so much um, communication that we do, you know, unspoken. So it's exactly. Yeah. I'll try to give you cues when we're running out of time. Yes. So, but now uh, for this morning. Uh, in addition to you serving as pastor, as I already mentioned, um, yes. you're also a part-time chaplain at the University of Chicago Hospital. Yes. Uh, so y you've had this cross-cultural experience, and you're currently you know, experiencing uh, multiple cultures even here in Chicago, yes. as well as experience as a chaplain. So we knew that you had some valuable experience of pastoral care. Yes. And we know that you're continuing to serve as a chaplain during this time, during the yes. pandemic. Yes. So we were hoping that you could share with us some, just a little update from your own experience of, of what it's like at the hospital right now. And then yes. give us a few pointers um, from your experience of pastoral care um, yes. so that then our listeners can also think about how they also can provide pastoral care during yes. this time. So, um, you know, starting us off, you're at the University of Chicago Hospital. What are you seeing? How, how's the staff doing? Yes, as you said, uh, I go to the University of uh, Chicago at Illinois Hospital mm -hmm. on Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, mm -hmm. and Fridays. Okay. And when I go, I do four hours each, you know, in terms of visiting specifically our Catholic patients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there they call me actually sacramental priest. <laughs> so I go and offer the sacraments of confession, okay. Holy Communion, and anointing, and also some counseling for patients mm -hmm. and patient families who may be in need of counseling. Mm -hmm. So really, at the hospital at the moment, uh, as you know, in terms of this uh, environment of COVID-19, mm -hmm. we have also a lot of uh, COVID-19 patients in the UIC hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of patients there. But actually, as a sacramental priest, because of some regulations that mm -hmm. the hospital has put for chaplains, yeah. we don't go to the room directly. Yeah, mm -hmm. we only uh, meet with, especially uh, with the patient families, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk to them most especially on the phone in order to listen to them, to give them also a kind of consolation, motivation, and all that. That's what we do. And also at the hospital itself, we pray at the door. I pray at the door. Mm. Uh, now, the nurses also are doing fantastic job there in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And most of them, uh, I've noticed they are stressed out also. Mm. But uh, you notice that they are really working with their whole heart. Some are also Catholics, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of uh, Filipinos uh, who are uh, nurses at UIC Hospital. Mm -hmm. Some are also Polish. 
some are also Irish. Mm-hmm. So among this group, I have a lot of uh, Catholics who are uh, nurses working there. So to some of these uh, nurses, uh, they ask for confessions. Mm. So I'm always also available to listen to their confessions. You notice also that some of them, they are stressed out, you know. They have also fear because uh, these are people who have families back at home. Uh, They have children, they have husbands. Mm -hmm. And some of them, their fear is that they can carry this uh, uh, virus back home. Mm Uh, mm-hmm. In order mm-hmm. to infect their 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 relatives, yeah. so you will see that type of uh, 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 preoccupation on their mind, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety mm-hmm. in their mind, uh, also in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the things actually uh, we are dealing with in the hospital, mm-hmm. and also at the moment they are not permitting visit of uh, relatives to the hospital. So most of the patients also who are there, they are kind of depressed, you know, because of lack of visit of their relatives to them. Mm -hmm. They are very sad. Mm -hmm. So in a way, actually, the patients, apart from the COVID patients, even the patients who are not sick by COVID, they cannot also receive visitors. And so we as uh, uh, chaplains, we are more or less now their their relatives. So those who are not sick by COVID, Mm -hmm. we go to their rooms in order to chat with them, to talk with them, to listen to them. Mm -hmm. As you know, in the hospital setup, uh, you you listen more than you talk, you know. So that is what we do for them to know that, well, there is somebody beside them, there is somebody who Mm -hmm. cares for them, Mm -hmm. who is ready to listen to them, who is ready to also console them to to understand them and to be with them. So that's what we are actually doing at the hospital, and that's what I'm seeing uh, at the moment uh, at the hospital. I I will say, just speaking about chaplaincy in particular, um, this concept of the presence um, right now is so important um, that, you know, the, the watchword these days is isolation, you know, that we're all trying to stay away from each other and that, that there's something that kind of, it affects us after a while. Um, and especially if somebody is ill, um, whether it's with the virus or with something else or some other, you know, recovery in the hospital, to be yes. alone like that during that time of yes. convalescence. Yes. It's, it's like you said, it's sort of, it can lead to depression or it can lead to just low spirits. Um, exactly. And so there's something really important about that concept yes. of presence um, yes. that that you're offering as the chaplain, even though yes. you're, you're only able to be there certain hours. Um, I know that's yes. probably hard to try and mm-hmm. pay attention to each person um, yes. with limited time. Yes. Um, so you're actually able to go in and be in the room with patients that don't have the virus, but you're not able, to, of course, to go into the room with the, the patients who uh, have. Exactly, yeah, because the hospital uh, has put that uh, rule there also uh, in a way to protect us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only designated uh, nurses who are supposed to care for those particular patients mm-hmm. because they have received the proper training yeah. and also they have the proper PPE uh, equipment uh, for them, uh personal protection uh, equipment, because as you know, over the whole world, uh, those equipment are in 
in short uh, demand. Therefore, yeah. uh, they limit those, uh, only those nurses can go in uh, with those protective uh, garments and care for those patients. Yeah. So at times what I do, especially uh, most of the patients are also intubated, you know, mm. or they are on ventilators. Mm-hmm. So some of them they cannot receive communion and all that. Right. But those who can receive communion, the, the nurses who are Catholics, okay, mm-hmm. who are faithful people, mm-hmm. if the, those type of patients need the Holy Communion, mm-hmm. then I give them the Holy Communion to be given to them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. that's, so that's, that's what very I, symbolic, too, yes, though. Yes, that's what I do. Uh, that the nurses are assisting in the sacrament uh, like that. Yeah, because as I said, uh, uh, some of the nurses are Catholics, mm-hmm. and therefore in terms of those situations, well, you have to adapt the situations so that it can fit the needs of the patient. Yeah. And we must remember that as chaplains, we are only there especially for the comfort and the need yeah. of the patient. Right, right, right. right. Well, that, that also makes me think about missions too, though, in as much as you have to adapt, um, that the situation on the ground, you know, sometimes you don't have the supplies you normally would like to have um, for, for mass or for whatever the case for any yes. uh, prayer or service, um, that you, you adapt in the missions. And so um, I can certainly make a connection there in this situation that, um, the communion is something that's so healing and so exactly. important for these patients to have the, the hope and the promise uh, that God is with them during this time of suffering exactly. and that, that they will be healed. Yes. Um, so you adapt, you know, you make it work, and these nurses are, are part of, they're, they're ministers as well. Uh, uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Ministers yeah. of presence and of sacraments. Yes. Um, that's a beautiful thing. Yes. All right. Well, we are just about ready for our break, but we're going to come right back and continue our discussion of pastoral yeah. care and mission. So stay tuned. Okay. Thanks. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We have comforting news to share from Catholic cemeteries of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Even though our traditional Memorial Day field masses have been canceled because of COVID-19, we will celebrate the lives of our loved ones with online masses in English, Spanish, and Polish. Join us in prayer for these Masses from Queen of Heaven Mausoleum and Hillside. You can worship online beginning at 8.30 Memorial Day morning or anytime after that by going to our website, catholiccemeterieschicago.org. And please know all our cemeteries will remain open to visitors on Memorial Day from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And our dedicated staff will be on hand to assist in whatever way they can. We ask all visitors to abide by CDC guidelines to wear protective facial coverings, observe social distancing, and limit gatherings to 10 or less. 
Visit our website at catholiccemeteriechicago.org for more information and to attend our online Memorial Day Masses as we honor those who have served our country and all our loved ones who have gone before us. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. If you are just tuning in, I am Megan Mio coordinator for the mission office and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. I'm here with Father Pius Kokose, pastor of St. Stanislaus, bishop and martyr in Posen and chaplain at the University of Chicago Hospital. Before the break, we were discussing the situation uh, and pastoral care that Father Pius offers at the hospital. And of course, all our prayers uh, center on the sick, especially those who have died, those who are mourning them and our frontline healthcare workers. But uh, I'm sure, Father Pius, you'll agree that everybody is suffering in one way or another these days. This is just a difficult time. Yes. So I'd like to ask, as a pastor, how are you offering pastoral care to the members of your parish community during this time? You know, as a pastor, uh, you have to be always concerned about uh, your members or your flock of the church. Mm-hmm. And so personally, when uh, this COVID issue started, Mm -hmm. I was really concerned. And also some of my own parishioners were affected. In fact, I buried also one parishioner who died of the COVID. Mm -hmm. But some also have uh, recovered. Mm -hmm. Uh, We thank God. So as a pastor, the way I engage my people is... uh, I set up what we call call multiplier. So with that call multiplier, I managed to call all my parishioners, hmm. uh, leave them a voice uh, a message, mm-hmm. uh, checking on them to see how they are faring uh, mm-hmm. as uh, members, individual, and also as families, yeah. uh, to let them know that uh, they are always in my private prayers, my private masses that I'm saying, I'm saying it for them, right. and to encourage them to also comply with the regulations that the government has put in place for us mm-hmm. in terms of uh, social distancing, mm-hmm. uh, washing of hands, uh, putting on their mask and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, people are really uh, happy about that any time they hear my voice as their pastor mm-hmm. uh, calling them and i do that every week mm-hmm. every week i call them to check on them mm-hmm. apart from that 
uh, every week also I say the Holy Mass on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, which I put on uh, YouTube for my parishioners. Okay. So my parishioners can go to YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, type in uh, ST Stan, and then they will be able to watch uh, the daily uh, uh, the Sunday Masses and also the the homily. So that's what I do in order to engage uh, my parishioners. Some of them also, I have their numbers uh, in my cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I have them in uh, my, what we call, WhatsApp contact. So almost every day I send them messages, you know, in terms of checking on them. Some of them also call me uh, to check on me and say, oh, Father, we just want to see how you are doing. We are grateful uh, for the way you are praying for us. And so those are the things that I do to stay in contact with my parishioner. And to be frank with you, Megan, people are very happy. Uh, In fact, I don't talk to them about money at all. But let me tell you the miracle. Our collection is even better when people were in church. What? <laughs> yeah, My every Sunday, goodness. people are passing by to drop their envelopes. And as a missionary, that is what I have noticed throughout my training as a priest. Yeah. If you focus especially on the hunger of spirituality of our people, mm-hmm. they respond even economically yeah. without you telling them to contribute. Yeah. So I think as a church, people are hungry for spirituality. Mm. And that is the area we need to pay attention to critically mm-hmm. if we are to make a meaningful impact in their life. We must focus more on spirituality of our people. Because nowadays, in terms of this crisis also, mm-hmm. people are hungry for, for something beyond themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the thing that they need is spiritual nourishment. Mm-hmm. So once they are getting that, coupled with the Word of God, mm-hmm. encouraging them to also read the Bible, the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, mm-hmm. and also for them to know that the church is not close. Yeah. What we close are just the buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The buildings in themselves are not churches, no. The church, we are the church. Everyone is the church. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. therefore, even at home with their families, we call them what? The domestic church. Yeah. So they can stay at home mm-hmm. and also pray the rosary, mm-hmm. read the Bible, meditate on it. Mm-hmm. They are, that is the church. Yeah. And so that is what I try to inculcate in the mind of my parishioners here. Mm-hmm. In my homilies and everything, I tell them, look, you are the church. Mm-hmm. The church is still very much alive in you, mm-hmm. in your families. So mm-hmm. keep up whatever you are doing as a family, especially your family prayers, your individual prayers, that is what is very important. Mm-hmm. So that is the way I try to engage my parishioners in terms of uh, mm-hmm. uh, spirituality in this time of uh, COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, I mean, everything that you're saying would be wonderful ministry for any time, regardless of, of whether there's a pandemic or not. I think that this time has made us much more aware of each other, yes. how connected we are, Yes. Um, and, and in some ways, obviously, there's a danger in that, how connected we are, how close we can be. 
yes. um, as people, but also how much we need each other, how we rely yes. on each other um, yes. to to care for one another and to also um, bring hope and, and peace um, through our connections, through phone calls, through yes. um, and sh- through sharing our faith, uh, praying yes. together. Um, and I love what you're saying about we are the church. Yes. Um, this has been, I think, it's something that I feel like at the diocese we've been saying a lot, but yes. sometimes you need to really experience this idea that we, the church buildings are very helpful. Yes. They are very They are helpful, but they're not the church. In one mm. sense, but they yes. don't replace um, no. what is the community of faith no. coming together no. in, in no. one way or another. That's something mm-hmm. also I think that the missions can teach us. Yes. Um, yes. So now I, I wanted just to take a few minutes here uh, uh, with our last four minutes yes. um, to talk about what advice you have for those of us listening. Uh, as you said, you know, we are the church. How can we be ministering to one another? How do we prepare, um, help one another with pastoral care uh, during this time? What would you recommend? I think at this time, uh, the way uh, each person can help is if you know maybe somebody, you know, Try to also call that person mm-hmm. and talk to that person by phone because by phone you can call people mm-hmm. and let them know that you are praying for them. And also we should intensify our own personal prayers for each other mm-hmm. because as we pray from our homes for, for each other, we mm-hmm. are being strengthened mm-hmm. in the faith. Mm-hmm. So that is what I will advise people who are listening to intensify personal prayer life, mm-hmm. calling people. And also, if you are somebody who can help people, especially those who have lost jobs, you know, yeah. those who have uh, no food to eat, if there is a way also you can help such people, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. all, that is what Jesus Christ asked us to do. When I was hungry, you fed me. Mm-hmm. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink to drink. Right. And so that is some of the areas that uh, uh, those of us who are listening, uh, we can engage in, yeah. uh, forming uh, some small groups of people who can go out even uh, and help people, especially the elderly, mm-hmm. or find another means of uh, uh, sending something to somebody mm-hmm. who m- might be in need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, above all, continue to pray. Uh, for each mm-hmm. other, yeah. I think that is the the area that we can focus on as believers in Christ. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just reminded again, like you said, that these nurses um, are are helping you in the ministry, yes. and that we can all be helping one another. Yes. Um, with our prayers, uh, checking on our neighbors, especially yes. those who are in particular need. Yes. Um, just with our last minute here. Yes. Father Pius, you, you're a very hopeful person. You're a very joyful person. Yes. Where do you find hope during these, these days? Look, my hope is only in God. Mm-hmm. God is the only hope. Yeah. So my advice to people is never lose hope. Yeah. God is in control. Mm-hmm. And try to make yourself happy. Yeah. I always tell my parishioners, no one can make you happy if you don't make yourself happy. Right. And try to engage yourself in things that will give you what happiness. Yeah. You can engage in reading, mm-hmm. uh, also sports, uh, doing some charitable work. You know, mm-hmm. when you do all those things, it gives you what hope and encouragement to move forward. Yeah. And know very well that God 
is the one who created you. Mm-hmm. And by creating everyone, he has set up a date for us. The day you were born right. and the day you die. Yeah. So never worry about anything. Just bear in mind that God is the one in charge of your life. Mm-hmm. And that will continue to give you hope to live on. And uh, hopefully we are all going to pass through this uh, this uh, pandemic mm-hmm. and be victorious. Yeah, yeah. That that brings some confidence, uh, I think, to ha- to put our hope on God. We yes. know God that will never fail us. God will yes. not leave us. So yes, um, it's a beautiful and thing. I, and I see that in the hospital. You know, people who are really true believers. You know, yeah. Uh, even though they may be suffering. But their suffering is lighter, you know. That means they have hope in God. They have hope in Christ, that Christ is their Savior. And therefore, they have that strength in order to carry on whatever suffering they are going through in life. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us by phone, Father Pius. You are welcome, Megan. Wonderful to have you. It's all my pleasure to be with you. Keep up your wonderful ministry as well. Thank you. Tune in next May God month. continue to bless also your mission. Thank you. Tune in next month for more Mission Matters Live. Remember, always be on mission. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.